Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Matt George, host of the Locked on Kings podcast, uh, ABC 10 as well, uh, had quite the entrance. If you're watching on Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320 or YouTube.com slash ESPN1320, you can even see us on Facebook Live. Uh, go back and watch it later. Great stuff. Uh, from my good friend Matt George. Always happy to have Matt, by the way, to set the scene for those on the Odyssey app on 1320 AM at 98.5 FM HD2. Uh, King's jersey, uh, no shirt underneath, blazer on top of it, and a, and, a, and, a, and a nice chilled glass of McQueen and the Violet Fog Gin with them. Straight fire. Matt, the rule is today we start our King's conversation with that performance from Rashawn Holmes. Absolutely. It's the exact way I had to start the podcast. To not to start any other way would be malpractice. Just like the other night, I had to start with Harrison Barnes because that's something we just expect or just gloss over so much. Like Rashawn is the focal point. I know De'Aaron had a phenomenal game. De'Aaron deserves all the credit in the world. I know other guys stepped up in major ways, and there's so much from last night's game to love and to unpack. But it starts with Rashawn Holmes staying ready, stepping up into, in my opinion, the most difficult position on the team, which is backing up and replacing DeMontis Sabonis. And he held his own. He did his job, uh, put together the best performance from him of the season in his first start. Like anybody who, whether you supported Rashawn Holmes uh, before or you've been just trying to figure out what's going on right now, you can't feel anything but pride for the, the performance that he put together, the energy that he showed, the hustle that he showed. And, and, and let me tell you this, like the video that they posted of him winning the DPOG uh, chain and mm-hmm. the celebration afterwards, they do that for everybody getting that chain. Yeah. But his competition, the guys that are taking his job, DeMontis Sabonis, Chemezi Metu, even uh, Trey Lyles, all three of those guys have won the chain, some of them multiple times. In those celebrations, Rashawn is one of the first ones up posing for pictures, dapping him up, having a good time. He shows their love, even though they've taken his spot and they showed that love back to him uh, last night. And that just speaks volumes to what this team is for me. So all love and respect to Rashawn. He stepped up in a major way. Kings don't even come close to winning that game without him. Oh man, he he was phenomenal last night. And and we talked about it a number of different times. You touched on it as well just now. Uh, so happy for Rashawn Holmes. And and I've said, said it before as, as well, proud of him for the way he was ready, the way he's continued to prepare himself uh, night in and night out for this possible opportunity. And he was ready to perform in this role. And not a lot of guys around the league or just in sports in general would be ready to be too busy sulking. Or, you know, once their opportunity felt like they passed them by, oh, that was my one shot. And, you know, now I can, I'm done for the season. That's, you can tell by the way he played and the way he was ready to go. That's not what he did. He continued to prepare himself, and that was just as big of a reason why he was able to perform that way last night. 
Morgan Reagan and Deuce Mason did a phenomenal job interviewing um, him after the game. And you could really, I mean, he, he got the opportunity to really speak and, and show the resiliency that, I mean, it's not just this season too. It's not just a guy who is struggling with the, the, the frustrations of trying to crack a rotation. You go back to everything you went through last year from the getting poked in the eye 97 times to all of the horrendous, horrific stuff that he went through off the floor that nobody should have to deal with. Like he has been, in an uphill battle beyond just basketball for the last year and some change. Mm -hmm. And I hope last night it doesn't erase everything, but I hope last night was a little bit of vindication for him. He still is going to be talked about as this trade deadline approaches. We're going to have a value conversation. And unfortunately, I don't think there's too much for Sean Holmes can do to really even out his value because his value is dictated by the money that he makes. And that contract is not, considered to be a good contract in terms of a trade value scenario. But I'll say what I've said all year long. If the Kings end up not trading Rashawn Holmes, it's not a negative thing. He's mm. a billion dollar. They, they can pay that contract. That contract is not keeping the Sacramento Kings from doing what they want to do. It's not stomping Monty McNair from extending DeMontis Sabonis or extending Harrison Barnes or whatever he wants to do. And if Rashawn Holmes is part of your depth, as he showed last night when he's ready and when you need him and call on his number, he can perform for you. It's such a different dynamic, and we might get to see it tomorrow. As we know, Domas didn't practice today. His status for tomorrow's monster game that I'm just absurdly excited for against the Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. uh, is, 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 is a bit in question. So he's going to get the opportunity uh, to do it again tomorrow. And I think it's it's such a different – you know, we've got to keep in context the dynamic – or excuse me, we've got to keep the dynamic in context, the fact that he's – now playing, you know, starting the game with De'Aaron Fox. You know, he's starting the game with Kevin Herter. Like, mm-hmm. he's playing with, 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 with the group one individuals. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on the second unit at all. This is a great second unit, but I think they play a little bit differently than that first unit plays. And the, it, I, I think it bodes well for tomorrow uh, that they've got a feel for, okay, that's not Domas out there. We don't have to run the way – we don't have to play the game the way we do with DeBonis and Sabonis. We can accentuate the positives that Rashawn Holmes has. Mm-hmm. But when Sabonis comes back to think, oh, Rashawn's good for a double-double with the second unit, it's like, oh, we've got to keep that type of production and you know, it, it, it keep the proper context there a little bit. Well, the team, it, it took the team figuring things out a little bit because in mm-hmm. the first quarter, pretty early on, if you go back and watch, you'll see two separate possessions of De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter both directing Rashawn Holmes to where DeMontis Sabonis normally naturally is, whether it's calling for screens or Kevin did it so he could get a dribble handoff from Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. That's not Rashawn's game. And if you look at like from a, a, a grand scope, like DeMontis Sabonis is the foundation of what the Sacramento Kings do on offense. And he does that for three quarters, sometimes three and a half quarters. But the Kings play completely different basketball offensively when it's De'Aaron Fox time in the fourth quarter. And we've talked about this before. Sabonis has said publicly, like I tell De'Aaron, this is his time. And, and he, he tells me whether he wants a screen or he wants me to get out of the way. That's completely different because when Sabonis is on the floor outside of that time, everything's running through him. So what I saw the Sacramento Kings do last night, and a lot of it, uh, it helped that De'Aaron Fox dropped 20 in the first half. They were playing through De'Aaron. It was less dribble handoffs and high post through your big man. It was De'Aaron kind of controlling traffic, and the rest of the team started to play off of that and then turned in the second-half performance. And once that happened, Rashawn Holmes' game started to open up a little bit because that's where he could become Mr. 7 of 7, floaters in the lane, second-chance opportunities, trying to crash the glass. That's where Rashawn, I think, was freed a little bit. Instead of trying to fit a system, he was just playing his game. That 
we've seen over the last few years complements De'Aaron's game when it's the De'Aaron Fox show. Now, you don't want to have to lean on De'Aaron Fox for 82 games a year, but when you need De'Aaron to step up last night when your other star is out, De'Aaron delivered and the guys around him delivered. That's why the third quarter means so much to me, D'Lo. Is mm. De'Aaron uh, uh, drops 20 points in the first half. You think, okay, he's going to probably have to play 40 minutes and drop 40 to 50 for the Kings to have a chance to win this game. Sacramento scores 29 points in the third quarter. De'Aaron had two of them, and he rested the final four minutes and 37 seconds of that third quarter. Mm. Like, shout out the rest of the Kings team for stepping up offensively and carrying that weight so that De'Aaron could be rested for the fourth quarter, and they didn't even really need fourth quarter De'Aaron Fox because the uh, the Kings as a team kept up what they were doing. That with the second quarter, holding the Lakers to 21 points and just 10 points in the paint after the really bad first quarter that they had. I mean, those quarters alone take screenshots of those and put them up on the wall of fame for Sacramento this season. Yeah, man, that's big time. And and I understand why um, we're starting with Rashawn Holmes and because deservedly so. That's the story. He played phenomenal. I don't want to lose sight, and I'm not going to lose sight every time this happens, of De'Aaron Fox. Because what he what he did last night is what you would want a number one to do. You know, mm-hmm. your, your best player, your second best player, your co-star is down. We need you to, to perform like a – 19 points ain't good enough tonight, De'Aaron. You know, we need 25, probably 30-plus to get this W. He gave it to him last night, and there were so many times, myself included – in the past, where it was like, oh, I'm not sure, man. Like, in those moments, he's got to step up. He's got to do this. And maybe he didn't do it or he didn't do it to people's liking. When he does it, we have to have the same energy. He did it last night. He absolutely did it. Yeah, and he also knew when to, when he didn't need to. And, mm. like, that that's another element of De'Aaron's progression this season that I've been so impressed with. Like, we know if the argument for De'Aaron not being in the All-Star game is that he doesn't have as sexy of numbers as he could have, he could go out and get those. But he's he's made the adjustments that he needs to make. He does things that don't show up in a box score, defending with his chest, stepping up defensively in the fourth quarter, stepping away from having the ball in his hands all the time in order for the Sacramento Kings to win basketball games. Last night, he made winning plays from start to finish in that game. He was the reason why the Kings weren't down by 20 in that first quarter. And then the second quarter, he brought the team back while other guys also had some important moments. And then the team as a whole carried them the rest of the way through that second half. So, like, I mean, De'Aaron deserves tremendous amount of praise for the two very different halves that he put together Mm. crucial buckets in the second half, but he didn't need to take over and he knew he didn't need to take over because he saw how well Harrison Barnes continues to play. He saw Kevin Herter starting to hit some big shots after the Kings couldn't hit water. If they fell out of a boat from three point range in the first half, like he recognized, I mean, even Keegan Murray only scoring 10 points, but having a 10 and 10 double double is, is massive. Like you can go down the list of complementary players and in the assistant rebound category, how they replace DeMontis Sabonis. And it's not just Sabonis's uh, season averages. What I did on Locked on Kings is I took his triple double average from last week. He just won Western Conference Play of the Week. Kings were 4 0 during that week. Take those numbers that he was averaging, which was like, 18 points, 14 rebounds, and, and 10 assists a game. How are you going to replace that? Not just a season average, but that. Mm-hmm. And the Kings got like six or eight assists. Or no, they got eight assists out of Kevin Herter, six assists out of De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray with 10 rebounds, Harrison Barnes with six rebounds, uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes with 11 boards. Like this was a team win yeah. where their star carried them through the biggest or the, the biggest struggle points. That's everything you can ask for. Uh, and it wasn't just De'Aaron who carried them through some struggle points. It was a, a player that you, you, you've you already mentioned it today and you started your podcast with it a couple of days ago. And as fantastic as Rashawn was, 
fourth quarter De'Aaron. It was a third quarter performance from Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes yep. uh, that has been phenomenal. And Matt, you you talked about this on a recent edition of the Locked On Kings podcast. Harrison Barnes in 2023, man, has just been incredible for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, he's his his averages in January are similar to his averages to start the season last season, which my takeaway from that is you better be winning games while he's playing that well, but that's not going to last, and that's okay. This Kings team is good enough to where it doesn't have to last, unlike last season. The Kings basically needed it to last for them to have any sort of chance. But look, Harrison Barnes has scored all uh, or double digits in every single game except for one, I think, over the last two months. Mm. Like You're getting that kind of production from Harrison Barnes, double-digit production from your fourth option, sometimes, depending upon how well Keegan's rolling, fifth option in the starting lineup. You take that every day, and you don't even complain. Like, if that's the production you're getting, I and I said coming into this season, if Harrison Barnes is the fourth option offensively for the Sacramento Kings, he's in prime position, and the Kings are in really good shape. This is why. On some nights, you lean on him a little heavily, and the Kings have, have had to do that during his hot streak here in January. Every single shot that he puts up, I expect to go in, especially from three-point range right now. He is the sharpshooter Black Falcon. I know that's not going to last. The Kings don't need it to. But while guys like Malik Monk are struggling last night, when you're missing DeMontis Sabonis, over the course of this January, other guys have not put together the performances that we've we've seen. So why do we disparage and, and say, oh, this is not going to last from Harrison Barnes when we were celebrating Kevin Herter shooting 50% from three-point range for the first month of the season? Mm. We knew that wasn't going to last either. When different guys get hot, this Sacramento Kings team knows how to feed them and feature them. And I'll say this, Harrison Barnes had the biggest moment of the game last night. When LeBron James got the and one, tied the game with just over a minute remaining, that's a big moment where that Staples, sorry, Crypto.com, whatever the hell, garbage mm-hmm. place arena that they play. Our house, that's what it's called. That, Our house. The, the, Golden the, One sorry. Center South. Yeah. Our house. Gold, we, we took G1 over that joint South. now. Appreciate that. When when that arena was getting going a little bit and the Lakers were getting momentum, it was Harrison Barnes who dribbled into a, a double team, split the defense, was fouled, converted the and one, and hit the free throw to silence that crowd. That was the moment the Sacramento Kings won this game, in my opinion. So, like, this version of HB is phenomenal. The Kings should be taking every advantage of it, which they have been over this five-game win streak. No, it's not going to last, but Harrison joins the long list of players on this roster who are capable of getting hot like this and putting stretches like this together. That's what good teams do. Look at what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing. They've had John Moran out. They had Desmond Bain out. They have so many different guys that have dropped out and others have stepped up in that absence to where they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Mm. I mean, that's what it takes. Right. And the Sacramento Kings are showing that ability. And this team's been together for, what, five, six months? Right. If you go back a little bit more than that, if you go back to the summertime, like that's incredible to me. Good point from Ramsey here, too. That Harrison Barnes yell. <laughs> yeah. Harrison, Harrison yeah. was he was. I like, he, I like he, that. He had some emotion yesterday. Absolutely, like, I'm with that. Absolutely, I like that. And and it's a point that you just brought up, Matt. That I think De'Aaron Fox brought up on uh, when they were on NBA Today, and they haven't been together that long. Like we we expect them to perform at the same level. On both off, I mean they're doing it on offense. That's what's so impressive. But even on the defensive end, on the same level as uh, Boston or Memphis or Denver, these teams have been together three, four years. So yeah, they 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 have a symmetry to what the plan is, what they're trying to do, and to just knowing each other as teammates. These guys, some of them haven't been together four months, let alone you know four years. So. Um, there's time to to build that type of chemistry and, and, and symmetry, but I, I love what I'm seeing from these guys night in and night out right now. 
they're building chemistry while being the third seed in the Western Conference. What mm-hmm. happens when they're built? That's what mm-hmm. excites me. And and I think Monty's going to be able to add to this team. And look, I, I talked about this risk time and time again, and I'm still more than willing as the trade deadline approaches to continue taking this risk. And it's not just me saying this now because Harrison's playing out of his mind. But at this point, you roll into this offseason with the risk of losing him, but you have as good of a presentation as you can put on the table right now. Harrison, look what you were a part of. Look how much fun we're having. We're only going up, and we've had this turnaround season from us being not even in the play into now we're in a position to potentially host a playoff series, mm. not just be in a playoff host mm. or rather have home court advantage for a playoff series. Mm-hmm. You make that presentation plus a dollar amount to Harrison Barnes. You're going to make it real difficult for him to walk away. And if mm-hmm. he still does respect to him, but I mean, trading Harrison Barnes in my mind would be a, a like, big mistake for this I'm, team. I'm not like Har- Harrison, it was in Sacramento where you looked at LeBron James at the crypto.com arena and said, I'm the King. I think that's what they were saying at the free throw line. Like <laughs> LeBron was yapping at him. I think Harrison just looked at him like I'm the king now. That's what I. That's what I think happened. I don't, I don't know if that's actually true. That's what I. That's what I read when but I read I, the lips. I, I'm the king now. That's that's how I. That's how yeah. I look at it. I'm the captain now. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, can we talk about your guy Keegan Murray here for a minute, Hell too? yeah, we can. Keegan Murray, ten rebounds last night, and there's, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna splinter off into multiple different discussions, but it's, it's hard, you know, to not think about Keegan Murray getting these rebounds and just go back a couple of days ago or a couple of games ago to Mike Brown on the podium in front of everybody saying Keegan Murray played thirty minutes and had zero rebounds. Mm. That's not acceptable. 
And was it five games later, he has a career-high 10. Mm. Uh, he's he's active on the boards uh, nightly. This is he clearly – He snatched some of those down. Sometimes a couple of them he went up and got, like, give me that. And, and, and you saw Rashawn doing – there was a clear emphasis from Mike Brown to this team about rebounding the basketball because mm-hmm. you see Rashawn attacking the ball in a certain way, though I believe always Rashawn always kind of did that to, to a certain level. Seeing Trey Lyles and then Keegan Murray last night uh, with, you know, double-doubles for everybody <laughs> uh, as Keegan grabbed his with his career-high 10 rebounds. There's layers to it, too. I mean, you talked about a rookie being called out publicly by his head coach to respond to that the way that he has. That's one layer. The second layer is to recognize that our best rebounder and the foundation of our team in DeMontis Sabonis is out. Mm. And he and everybody is going to have to step up and hit the glass. It's it's one thing to recognize it because we all recognize that, right? It's not rocket science for the Kings coaching staff to turn to everybody and say, hey, Sabonis is out. We need to find a way to grab the 12 to 14 rebounds he gets us a night. But then to actually go out there and do it, and to do it against a Los Angeles Lakers team that has plenty of capable rebounding. He also got called on a couple BS, I thought, fouls when he was simply boxing out, which is another challenge that he was issued earlier on uh, in, in, in his career to this point. Like This is a rookie that is doing this. This is a rookie that is taking these notes, that is implementing them in a game, and on a night where the Kings needed it most, the dude stepped up. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that he only scored 10 points. We know he's capable of doing more than that. We know that he's in the running right now for most three-pointers ever by a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, we know what he's capable of doing offensively, but how many times have we talked about offense isn't the problem with this Kings team? They 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 had guys rolling last night. Keegan knew it wasn't shooting and scoring necessarily that he had to provide for the Kings to win that game. He had to hit the glass. I'm telling you, 10 rebounds is way more uh, important to the Sacramento Kings than if Keegan dropped 30 but had three boards last night. Like that's how important those 10 boards were for a rookie to do that. And it's not just that like time and time again, he shows what a gamer he is. He's made big plays all season long, whether it was hitting big shots in the fourth quarter, taking a big charge. He leads the team in blocks. Like Keegan knows when to make big plays when it matters most. Everybody points to stats. Everybody's going to compare his numbers to Paolo and Benedict Matherin and Jaden. And rightfully so like Mm -hmm. that's what the rookie of the year race is. But Keegan Murray show, has shown that he was the right pick at number four already because he's a starter on a winning team and provides winning basketball plays for that winning team. And he doesn't complain when he gets called out. He also doesn't complain when he's pulled out of the game when there's a better option out there for the Sacramento Kings to win. Hmm. Monty McNair f- picked the player that fits the best that helps the Kings win right now. And that was the right pick. Keegan Murray has proven that already. And he still has so much further to go, in my opinion, of what he can develop into. Yeah, and, I, and and like you just mentioned, the key there, he's still a rookie. You know, he's still a rookie doing all this. I can't wait to see him not only in next year, but like in this third year. Like, what what's he going to look like then, man? I, I'm anxious to see that. I want to do a quick vibe check with you real quick, Matt. A quick vibe check. He's got a tank top with blazer and some McQueen, and you can't tell the vibe? <laughs> and some purple lighting in his new house. <laughs> a quick vibe check about the Sacramento Kings. I've said numerous times, they're here. They're, this isn't a playing team. They're in the top six. All right now we got them in the in the three seed. I haven't gone as far as to say they're going to stay there the whole time. But how are you feeling about this team? Do you see them as a, like, right now, as is, not, well, if they make a move here and there, right now, 
Are they a playoff team, not playing team to you? Absolutely. The Kings are going right to a playoff series. They're not playing any playing games this year. And I can say that with complete confidence. Now the goal should be, and it's a realistic goal, is actually having home court advantage, Mm -hmm. which how great would it be to play the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors in the opening round of the playoffs and game one and two are in the Golden One Center? Mm -hmm. I mean, game three Mm. and game four were already going to be lit, but for game one and game two to be here and for Sacramento to get that crowd involved and have a chance to take a 1-0 series lead or go 1-1 or 2-0 into enemy territory, like then we can start talking about can this team win a playoff series? I'm not there yet. I'm not even worried about that yet. You got to secure a playoff series, period. And at this point expectations change over the course of the year. You're over halfway through the season. The trade deadline is approaching. These final 30-something games are going to go really quickly. You cannot collapse and fall into the 7th or 8th seed. Even if you host a play-in game, I don't care. Like, that's a collapse. Even if it's four or five games, it's not that massive of a gap, but the Sacramento Kings are here for a reason. I don't care. People say, look at how big the gap is or how small the gap is between 3 and 9. That doesn't erase the fact that the Kings are at the top of that gap where they belong. Mm. They're there. They've earned that. And they got to keep that. The expectation is for them to keep that. And it's not just my expectation. It's not just our expectation. It shouldn't just be the fan expectation. It's the expectation in that locker room. It's the expectation amongst that coaching staff. That's what they believe. So why not hold them to the standard that we know that they believe in? This Kings team is a playoff team this year. The drought is over. And I have no problem calling that shot with confidence. I think a lot of people are willing to call that shot right now. You, you need to catch up talking about winning a playoff series. I'm trying to figure out where the third straight championship party is going to be. <laughs> I've got the first two laid out. Just trying to figure out where the third one is going to be and whether they win it in in, in four or five. Uh, but um, what would you, Matt, if you were to rank, and you, and you don't have to, but you, you give me like one, two, and three or something like that, of – why you think the Kings are where they are right now. Okay. Um, So my three are going to be Kings offense, Fox and the Ox, and Mike Brown. Ah, I like it. Those are going to be my three. The order of those is Fox and Ox, Mike Brown, Kings offense. I like it. And, Mm. and 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 a close fourth is supporting cast. Because the supporting cast has stepped up in a major way too. Like the Kings don't have the success without the Kevin Herter acquisition and how important he is to the spacing. The Kings don't have the success without the spark plug that Malik Monk and Shemezi Metu and sometimes Trey Lyles have been off the bench. They don't have the success without a rookie who's ready for the big time. They don't have the success uh, without a coaching staff that empowers everybody and has them believing in each other. They don't have the success without guys like Matthew Delvadova and Rashawn Holmes staying ready and in big moments stepping in and hitting big shots. Like there's so many elements of this team to really study and break down and appreciate. And even if they haven't accomplished anything yet, like this is the team. This is a team in every stretch of the imagination. And their two biggest guys, I think, exemplify that team behavior over everybody else for reasons that we've already talked about. Sabonis, he is the lifeblood of this Kings team, but he knows when to step aside. De'Aaron Fox is the stat stuffer of this Kings team, and he knows when to get his other teammates involved. And as different guys get hot, I didn't even mention Harrison Barnes. Shame on me. See, I did it again. We take the man well, for granted. It's every tough, but day. You, you didn't mention Monty McNair either. Like it's it's mm-hmm. difficult to try to pinpoint, like because they all work in unison with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how well Domas and, and De'Aaron work if Mike Brown isn't the head coach. I don't know how well any of this works if Monty McNair doesn't go and get Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. 
I don't know how well this goes if 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 Monty McNair listens to me and takes Jaden Ivey instead of Keegan Murray. Luckily, he listened to the owner of the Kings, Vivek Ranadive. Yeah, because Vivek apparently Murray. was that damn meddling owner again and wanted Keegan Murray, which everyone <laughs> seems to be okay with. But and that story has been dropped. But that 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 was that was kind of you know the the the, the tongue in cheek part of that question is it's almost impossible to figure out a way to get one of those things to work without all of the others. But think back to what Mike Brown said, the first thing Mike Brown said in his introductory press conference, which is every organization has a soul and an organization doesn't find success unless we're all on the same page together. What Mike has preached and spoken about from the beginning, we are seeing this organization finally connect with. And we haven't seen this since the glory days of Petrie on the same page with Adelman and Weber on the same page with Adelman and Adelman allowing his players to play their way, but also the players respecting Adelman enough to make the decisions necessary in games or in practice scenarios. It's everybody buying in. And, you know, we were talking about Mike Brown's this defensive coach. He's going to come in and try and change the Kings defense and fix the Kings defense. And he is trying to, and the Kings still have a long way to go. But what we should be talking about now is Mike Brown brought a locker room together Mm -hmm. mike brown brought some guys who have been there through hell basically their entire career and other guys who are just arriving who have a lot to give and getting them to buy in to sign a contract that is up in the locker room and that they bring with them on the road and saying hey like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this together and we believe we can do this Mike Brown said very early I'm not I'm here to coach playoff games and people laughed at it Mm -hmm. well he's gonna coach playoff games this year like Mike Brown brought these people together. Monty McNair put together a hell of a a roster. Mike Brown brought that roster together and that roster is performing. All three clicking on the same cylinders. Like that's, we haven't seen that in Sacramento. It sounds so basic. It sounds so duh. That's how it should be. That has been the furthest thing from what's been happening in Sacramento for nearly two decades. So to see it is such a breath of fresh air. You know, and and everything that you said is is spot on, Matt. I, I agree with it. 100%. 100%. But I'm going to go back to where I, I went earlier when we were talking about the game. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just really focused on all the stuff this guy had to go through before this season. And that's De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. There was so much doubt. And and when the, when the trade happened, they should have traded Fox and not Halliburton. All this other Fox can't get it done. He's had five years. He can't get it all this other stuff. He had to go through a lot of that. And mm-hmm. he's here balling out. I always go back to the players. None of it works. You can have the greatest scheme and the greatest situation you want if these guys aren't playing to their capabilities. He's not only playing to his capabilities, he's exceeding it. And when you talk about the reason for why the Kings are where they're at right now, I go back to what I said last year. I love DeMontis Sabonis. That's my guy. He's the truth. The straw that stirs the drink is De'Aaron Fox. Everything works because either he buys in or he executes. Mm-hmm. He's the straw that stirs the drink with everything with this team, in my opinion. I got two things to say about that. Number one is the major talking point for all of us coming into this season was De'Aaron's got to get off to a good start. Spotlight's on De'Aaron. He has no excuses. That narrative was gone with the Kings 0-4. 
because four games into the season, De'Aaron Fox was doing his job. <laughs> That's right. Kings were 0-4. Yeah. Now, the narrative was changing to, well, De'Aaron's doing that, and the Kings are still losing. It's still his fault. Twist it however mm -hmm. way we want. Like, some people were saying that, and, I mean, they've already been proven wrong, and if they want to keep dying on that hill, have fun with them. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is this. All-star voting and all-star appearances, they have a monetary influence on players. Like, they have a... you you. If you make an all-star team, that affects the amount of money that you can make. And you and I, if I'm not mistaken, you get money for for doing that. At the same time, being an all-star doesn't affect your potential to win a championship. Mm. But it gives you the recognition that you deserve. Mm -hmm. And look, De'Aaron has put up great numbers at times during his career. And every single time we've heard, yeah, but the Kings aren't winning. Yeah, but Sacramento doesn't have the wins. Well, now Sacramento has the wins. And we got conversations happening like, well, voters might have, an a, hard, have a hard time sending two Kings to the All-Star game because there's so many talented players in the Western Conference. I was having this conversation today with, with Frankie, Chris, and Brendan. They were saying, well, Dame Lillard might beat him. Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers aren't even in the play-in picture right now. <laughs> I get Dame Lillard is Dame. I get Dame time, and I see the numbers he's putting up. He has better numbers than De'Aaron Fox. That's because De'Aaron Fox doesn't need to put up those better numbers, and De'Aaron Fox is sacrificing those better numbers so the Sacramento Kings can have the most important number, which is Ws. Mm. The Kings went from not in the playoffs to the third seed in the Western Conference. It's not a fluke. It can't be ignored. Two All-Stars, the two most important pieces of that successful team need to be representing that team on that all-star stage. Because if you're going to say that De'Aaron hasn't gotten in because of the wins, he can't have the wins, and then for you to flip the script and say, well, De'Aaron can't get in because his teammate is DeMontis Sabonis. Mm -hmm. That would be malpractice. The two of them belong there, even if it's ceremonial. I don't care if they start or not. I don't care if they play five minutes or not. They deserve to be there for the recognition that De'Aaron has never gotten because he plays in Sacramento. Yeah, and don't change the tone about its uh, teams not winning enough. Mm. We can't change. Everyone wants to uh, anoint Devin Booker, who's missed mm. a big chunk of the season. You just mentioned Portland. I'm sorry. Phoenix sucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that Phoenix's only issue is Devin Booker's injury. They they were starting to hit a slide before it, they hit a slide, and then just everything went awful for them. But you can't you can't change the conversation about winning if you're going to bring in guys like Dame and 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 uh, uh, Devin Booker mm -hmm. over uh, who are on losing teams at the moment mm -hmm. over a guy who is the third seat. Now, Portland Phoenix may not finish before All Star voting is done where they are. Sacramento may not be in the third seed. Uh, but they're not going to be much worse because these right. votes got to be announced pretty soon. It, yeah, it's like a week and a half, two weeks before the whole damn team is going to be announced. Right, right. And I, I just, I, I hope coaches because we, I'll be interested to see how players vote for this. I don't trust the media, obviously, mm. um, but I'll be really interested to see how coaches uh, feel about Domas and and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Well, and I would hope players, too, recognize, because De'Aaron has gotten respect around the league from players. I mean, LeBron James last night, I think, spoke on De'Aaron, saying we've had a really hard time playing De'Aaron in this four-game series. LeBron said that last night. So, it's like clutch sports De'Aaron Fox, by the way. <laughs> don't forget yeah. that. Like, It's not a knock, but don't forget. That's clutch that's sports De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. So, yeah. thank you, King James, for well, the, uh, the yeah. The I was going to say, if y'all want to know the value yeah. of clutch sports. You scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours. You got it. Yeah, you hey, got but, it. But that's an endorsement that 
Clutch Sports didn't get De'Aaron Fox. That's an endorsement that De'Aaron Fox got himself for the games that he's been turning in all season long. And I would expect, expect his peers to recognize what he's doing. Mm. I would expect his peers who know how hard it is to win in the NBA to see him taking a team from the bottom of the barrel to third seed and say, you know what? You deserve the recognition that comes with that. Mm. And DeMontis Sabonis absolutely deserves that recognition too. But it's it, that's a tandem. It's a pair. Like it's not one or the other. This is not a clear and like, and this is no disrespect to like a Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those are absolute mega superstars and they have great teammates, but those are clearly the guys on their team. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, Kenny would say, D'Lo, you might say, De'Aaron is the guy in Sacramento. De'Aaron's the best player. DeMontis Sabonis is the most important player. And you know what? Neither of them care. They both that's just care about winning point. and that's what's important. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I really don't care. Just keep winning. Just hell, keep you winning. you could tell me Trey Lyles is the best player and the most important he is the player. Just on the, keep Matthew Della Vadova is the straw that stirs the drink. Cool. Wouldn't, like, wouldn't be here without Keon Ellis. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I will absolutely take it. Uh, you want more tremendous Kings coverage? Uh, check out Matt George's Locked On Kings podcast. Available. Uh, wherever you get podcasts from, you can, of course, check them out on your television as well, ABC 10. Uh, Matt, the headliner of Batty Thursday, we always appreciate you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.